0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The UFC has three more events at the UFC Apex before heading over to Fight Island in July. The first of those Las Vegas events takes place tomorrow night, headlined by Jessica I taking on Cynthia Calvillo. And if this morning's weigh-ins are any indication, I don't know. What the hell to expect tomorrow night? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the UFC on ESPN 10 preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Heck. That is Jose Youngs joining us from Las Vegas. Jose, listen, this main event was met with a lot of criticism. We talked about this a lot of between the links. But at the end of the day, two things are for certain. One, this fight is happening tomorrow night in the main event. And two, despite what happened on the scales, this is still a pretty important fight for the women's flyweight
1: division. Well, it's not a flyweight fight anymore. It's a catchweight fight. So, say like make of you that way as you will like. guy misses weight for the second time in a row. It was point, well, like point two five, point two over. What well, is really alarming to me is yes, she missed weight, but uh, I don't know if you guys heard through the broadcast. So I tweeted it out. She stepped off the scale and she says, "I'm done. I can barely walk right now." So, regardless of making the weight, missing the weight, like health wise, I don't doesn't sound. It's not the best thing to hear. Getting off scale is I can barely walk or I don't think I can walk. So uh, take the fighting out of the equation. I, it's just an alarming thing to hear a human being say stepping off the scale after making weight.
0: First of all, shame on you for well-actualing me on the first question <laughs> of this preview show or the first statement of this preview show. But uh, that, was, that was one of the big questions heading into this event With was the battle with the old scale because mm-hmm. each fighter had big weight misses in their last fight. And Calvillo's was at 115. Both women hit the scales. Calvillo actually looked pretty good not having to cut those extra 10 pounds. And then I had the miss by 0.2. She went on Instagram, said she's fine. She's ready to go. And that if she had just gone to the bathroom and peed before she hit the scales, she probably would have made the weight. But you, you mentioned what she said. And it looked she looked really rough watching that on the MMA fighting live stream. Was she as bad as it looked on camera?
1: Well, obviously, I couldn't see physically behind the behind the hoop of shame, as Casey calls it, Um, but just so I I basically saw from her neck up, and that was enough. Uh, She looked getting on the scale. She looked super stressed out and super nervous, just like deep breaths, like like just just hoping for the best. And as soon as they read that, read the weight, and she missed a weight, she had like this look of despair or like just she just was she was like like just heartbreak, just heartbroken. that. Uh, so I, I can't say she didn't try because she looked like distraught that she missed weight. Uh, it really hit her hard. So yeah, but not bummer time all around for Jessica and her team.
0: As of now, the plan seems to be that Valentina's next title defense will be against Joanne Calderwood, and the UFC tried to book mm-hmm. that fight. Valentina was forced to withdraw due to injury, and that seems to still be the plan. But as you know, Jose, especially in this sport – Plans can change, and they can change very quickly. So with your vast wisdom and knowledge, I don't think I – I mean, I's clearly out of the picture, one, because of the weight miss, and two, because Valentina brutally knocked her out last year. It's probably way too soon to even put her in that conversation. But is there a scenario where Cynthia Calvillo could jump the queue and slide in there after tomorrow night?
1: No, definitely not. You got Roxanne Modify coming up next week. I think the – that fight gets the next title shot uh and then you even have jennifer Meyer out there uh still fighting i can't remember who's fighting or if it's even a flyweight but uh no i don't think there's a scenario where cynthia calvillo can skip the line if anything uh if joanne calderwood and uh Valentina Shashanko isn't booked anytime soon i'm hoping maybe on the august card or the september card but if they want if the fighters want to stay in shape maybe cynthia could fight the winner of or the loser of Lauren Murphy and Roxanne Modifier, but I, I don't think there's a scenario right now where uh, Cynthia Calvillo skips the line. Considering uh, we don't even know, like like so we're, we were talking about August. I was like, "Where's August going?" Like Dana was like, "Where's August? Where's the August fight going to be?" He goes, "I don't even know. We're trying. Like, we're in a pandemic." So it's hard to even look ahead because will we even have fights? Will fights fall out? Well, when will Valentina fight? So who knows? But I don't think Valentina is in a in a. Situ, in a I don't think there'll be a scenario where Cynthia skips the line.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Mataferi versus Murphy because Dana White, before he went on and talk to you guys, he announced the fight cards for the 20th and the 27th. Mataferi versus Murphy is the second fight of the night. It's the second prelim fight, which is mind-blowing to me considering how big of a fight that is.
1: It's that like where did he put? Kalin Chukagian is like the number one ranked flyweight. Where was she? She was way early on the card. We had a uh, Perez in who was it? Formiga, one of like top five flyweights in the world, and they were buried on the prelims too. So uh, no, that would. It, I would honestly what be surprised if that though? was fair. If if I Kal, uh, wasn't that was a fight night. Uh, uh, Chukagian Shevchenko, uh, the, and Shevchenko, the Antonina Shevchenko, like if. It would have been more of a surprise if they put that fight on the main card. Honestly, it's because like it deserves it. It should be co-main event, but it it would surprise. It's it doesn't surprise me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, there's still that. That's next week. We got to talk about this week. So much to talk about. We got the co-main event. This is the fight that people are very excited about because of the bad blood between them, and it got escalated even further today. Marvin Vittori taking on Carl Roberson, but we had another hiccup on the scales. Carl Roberson misses weight again, and if you're not aware. Roberson missed weight ahead of UFC Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago by a pound Mm -hmm. and a half and it forced him out of the fight. This time he misses by four and a half pounds. This was pretty surprising considering he went on the virtual media day yesterday and said he figured it all out. He was adamant that he was good to go. And to add to that, Jose, he was one of the first ones to hit the scale this morning.
1: Yeah, it's one of those situations where like we talked about on the on this way in stream if i'm a fighter and i see my opponent like coming in right at the end with like five minutes left they're still wet they're still like they're sucked out they missed by like 0.5 then maybe i'm like all right he tried or she tried hard as hard as she could uh like this, the respect is at least still there if she didn't come coming in early like halfway through with an hour left and missing was a lot the jeremy stevens calvin cater fight like Coming in with a lot of time left and missing weight by that much, it's I don't know what else to say. Uh, he, Carl Roberson like talked a big game, but didn't bat, couldn't couldn't walk the walk. So yeah, I don't. It's I don't know. It's it's it's. I feel bad for Marvin Vettori. I'm glad he gets to fight, uh, but I feel bad that this is now the second time in a row uh, Carl Roberson uh, comes out comes up too heavy against Marvin Vettori.
0: Yep, he's going to get 30% of Carl Roberson's purse. And in addition, uh, Zaruke Adeshaf, I think that's his name. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. UFC newcomer is going to, he's set to face Tyson Nam tomorrow night. Uh, He missed weight by two and a half pounds. He's going to forfeit 20% of his purse to Tyson Nam. And Derek Minner announced earlier today during the weigh-ins itself that he is out of his fight with Jordan Griffin due to falling ill during his weight cut. Griffin made weight successfully, so he should get his show money for sure. But back to the co-main event, Jose Vittori one so of his last two fights since that split decision loss to Israel Adesanya. Roberson got that vet lesson from Glover Teixeira at UFC Brooklyn last January, but he's bounced back with back-to-back wins in his own right. This fight was supposed to happen in Jacksonville, like we said, before Roberson had that weight-cutting issue that forced him out of the fight. We saw the lobby video where Vittoria was just absolutely irate with him, and now he misses again. But to me, like this fight already was escalated in a big way, but much like the Roosevelt-Roberts-Brock Weaver fight, this one is, is is even more big and more exciting in terms of how the fans view it than it was, say five or six hours ago.
1: I mean, agreed. Because would we be talking about this fight if they had fought like heading into the Jacksonville fight card? Like, yeah, that fight is it's an important fight for their careers and like it's a good fight. But are we talking about it this much if it if all if the white cut with Roberson went? smoothly in Jacksonville. It's just another fight on a a card. It's a good fight but it's not stealing the headlines and then as soon as that outburst happens, it was already like, oh, we have to rebook it. And then he misses again it's like the main event is a big deal, but I think Vittori Roberson is people have, have a lot of even when they miss people were tweeting me like when's the stare down? When's the stare down? When's the stare down? I, I can't wait for the stare down. And then the stare down was nothing. It was just like Marvin Vitoria looking in like liking uh, well, who who is it? Uh, Patrick Bateman eyes at him just bugged out so that no shoving or anything like that. But you could tell people are at least excited to see these two get their hands on one another.
0: And one of the crazier stories of the week, Marab Merab Willy was supposed to fight Ray Borg in the featured bout on this card. And it looks like he's now one half of the featured prelim, but he has a new opponent on 48 hours notice. Ray Borg had a family emergency, had to withdraw from the fight, our thoughts obviously go out to Ray because family, indeed, Trump's fighting and always will. But stepping in is Gustavo Lopez. And what a story this became because he was the Combate America's Bantamweight champion. Campbell McLaren, the president of Combate America's tweets out yesterday that Lopez was still under contract with the promotion. And even Lopez's manager, Daniel Rubenstein, admitted that he didn't particularly dot his I's or cross his T's, which I thought was pretty admirable. But in the end, as I reported Wednesday evening, Kombucha Americas grants his release and he is good to go to fight Mirab tomorrow night at 140 pound catch weight bout. But man, what a crazy couple of hours that transpired probably as you were heading to Vegas. But as you know, Lopez, very exciting guys, won his last three. But man, what a tough draw to debut against Mirab dewalish Willie.
1: It's the worst possible matchup for him. Like... Uh, I, I've seen Lopez fight a few times on the Combate America circuit, especially when they're on the Phoenix. I think I saw one of his original... I couldn't remember the exact date, but there was like some confusion where he was, again, a late-minute late minute, minute opponent, uh, so uh, he didn't get to fight for the title, but uh, good fighter, exciting fighter, but Mirab is unbelievable. Like He's one of those guys where he wins, and he's going to be like 15 to 10 somewhere ranked there no one's gonna want to fight him because he's clearly better than his ranking but he's he's he he doesn't put on those like epic wars it's gonna i'm not comparing him to habib let me let me put it there because i think habib's on another level but it's one of those situations where like you have this this dagestani or or in marav's case a georgian fighter who is just gonna dominate you and you're gonna look terrible against it and it's you're you're risking a lot for someone that's low ranked, that's clearly unbelievable. So yeah, it's that circle that fight. Just see Marab take take the next, get another win because I assume he will, uh, and and really put the, the that division on notice as someone that he's gonna he's gonna cause a lot of problems in that division.
0: Casey Kenny is a legit bantamweight prospect, a legit mm-hmm. up and comer, and he tossed Casey Kenny around like a it rag wasn't even ranch
1: on it wasn't it was crazy. Close.
0: Did not expect that at all. I already know what your answer to this question is going to be already, but I'm going to take it away from you because I don't think Andre Feely versus Charles Jourdain is under the radar at all heading into this card. What a great matchup that's going to be. But other than that, let's dig a little deeper. What is your under-the-radar fight heading into tomorrow night?
1: That's a good question. That's a very good question. The Charles Rosa fight I'm really excited for. Uh, just because selfishly, New Englander and Charles Rosa is looking to bounce back. Uh, I think what is it? it was, he fought thirty-five days ago or something crazy like that. And you're like, lately everyone's getting just mandatory thirty fight, thirty fight or thirty day suspensions. So it's like he's cutting a real close. Uh, he really needs to erase that last uh, performance against Bryce Mitchell. Considering Charles Rosa talked a lot about his grappling and how good he was, and declared himself the best grappler at 145 pounds and. You saw what happened against Bryce Mitchell. Now this isn't a 145. I think it's it, he bumped up in weight a little bit because of the sh- of not a not of time to cut weight and train. But yeah, I'll circle the Charles Rose fight. I'm I'm always excited to watch him fight.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And they're fighting at 55 against he's fighting mm-hmm. Kevin Aguilar. And the UFC must yeah. have felt the same way oh, we did. Jose and, it got bumped uh, up.
1: Chris, the Christian Aguilera fight, I'm really excited for. Only because I've covered a lot of his fights in LFA. And he seems to be one of those guys where when I'd interview him on the regional circuit, he would be like, "One, if I win tonight, I'm going to the UFC. And he would always... Come up short or just not have the greatest performance. So in his next fight, is like, he wins two more, and then he's, like, if I win this, I'm going to the UFC, and then it never worked out for him. So to see him in the UFC, just because I've seen his journey here, is it, it will be. I'm not saying he'll win or lose, but it's it's good to see him finally in there because this this that contract meant a lot to him.
0: Absolutely, he's fighting Anthony Ivey, who is an absolute finisher. He's that to go co- terrible. <laughs> Again,
1: that's a rough car, rough card to pull for your your UFC <laughs> debut that you've been working so hard for
0: unreal that guy's yet never gotten to a decision in his entire career so i don't expect that to happen here but christian aguilera is a guy with with a ton of potential coming out of lfa and on the regional scene over there he's won two straight heading into this fight should be a fun one to kick off tomorrow night's card i'm actually very excited to see julia avila she's one of the fighters a lot of people uh, are very yeah. excited about a 135 she gets to make her sophomore walk tomorrow night against the returning gina mazzani and i have to say if you guys haven't watched what the Heck yet. Watch my interview with Gina Mazzani. She tells, like, the craziest story about her UFC release. Like, she didn't even know she was released seven months after the fact. It took her talking to a different manager, who now manages her now, obviously, to find out that she wasn't on the card. She kept going to the PI and getting all the treatment and stuff. But, like, Mick Maynard didn't have the heart to tell her she had been released because they were kind of, like, messing around with her. It was just such a crazy story. Go check that out. But uh, Jose, yeah. It is crazy, man. Go check that out. But, uh, Jose, you've been you've been logging those miles like Magellan, bro. So go get some food, get Oof. some rest. Of course, he will be on site tomorrow night. We will be bringing you all things UFC Vegas 2 before, during, and after this event. So keep it locked to MMAFighting.com to stay up to date on everything. For Jose Young's in Las Vegas, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow
1: night. I can't believe you compared me to Magellan. Terrible explorer to pick. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.